0: Welcome to the new Activist on the Block. I'm Sarah Anderson.
1: Good morning. It's Micah. Sarah's here. You weren't here before.
0: I was here last week. Last week? <clears throat> was that a week ago? It was a week ago. It was only a week ago. Oh, we were in different seats. Oh, were we?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay. That's why.
1: Mm-hmm. Threw me off. Easily
0: confused that, mm-hmm. Micah Wiglinski. So. Hi, Jesse. Today.
1: Hey, Jesse. those murals or wraps on those cans downtown are awesome.
0: Yeah, this is about... So in downtown mm-hmm. Morgantown, we just got these cool wraps for our trash barrel Squishers. things. The big bellies or what, whatever they're called. And they're really cool. Very they're fun. cool. They're fun. Yeah, thumbs up to that from us, too.
1: And the the other project is that Morgantown murals project, which is... I think gaining um, a bunch of steam. Yeah. That'll be super cool to have giant murals downtown with local art and artists working on them.
0: Yeah. No, things are. I like downtown. I live close to downtown. So I'm there, I mean, at least once or twice a week. Um, I love it. So, and I love the art. I, and, oh, there was another great event last weekend the Hand Crafted Cooperative.
1: I was there very early because two of the artists donated artwork for a fundraiser for the Pantry Plus More that's happening this evening oh, cool. at the Elks Lodge. Whoa. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but it's a good reminder. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, um, there's going to be music and silent auctions and things like that, and 50-50 drawings um, off of, uh, what is it, Chestnut, or, uh, Chestnut Ridge Road, the Elks Lodge, and... So I had to go down there, and so I get the kids and the dog, and we go down there to pick up the uh, artwork, and I was walking around, and I'm like, this is awesome. It was it's awesome. It's so cool that we have that many local people doing all different kinds of art, and it's right there for everybody to go enjoy. It, it was great.
0: It was great. It was a beautiful day, mm-hmm. and I definitely treated treat yourself. I treated myself. I treated my kids. hmm it was great. I just it felt like what like the downtown should always feel like. I just mm-hmm. thought it was so cool. And in the summer when the farmers market's there, it's also just has a great vibe. I think we forget and probably with students too, that's the hard part, is that when the students are here, it does feel like a bar scene and it gets to be a drag when like you're walking around and there's like barf on the sidewalk. But Let's face it, in the summer with the farmer's markets and Mm -hmm. with music and with this art project downtown, I mean, it is great. That is exactly what we want small, mid-sized towns and cities to be doing.
1: Well, it's actually one, I was talking with a local business owner, and he was kind of proposing an idea where you have almost high streets split into two halves. So you have like upper high street, um, that's more of the college
0: Right, with the bars, the bars and, and the, yeah. clubs,
1: and you know, yeah. throw up and loud music and people out. Whatever. Right. I was in college. I think it's awesome. You know, I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I it's just don't
0: like stepping in it. Like I get it.
1: Right. Maybe like how they have those things to put your cigarette butts in. I was have, just like,
0: thinking about that, like a trough, because those the unfortunate thing with those big belly mm-hmm. trash cans is they are tough to puke in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, continue. Well, but and like, so
1: you can have that all at one half, and then the other half could be more. Re- with, like, local arts and crafts and food and drinks and things like that that's more family-friendly. And it would be—it could happen.
0: Yeah, when you you get that a little bit, you have a few more nicer places with Tintuatu and Iron Horse. And the MAC had this art show for the county, and mm-hmm. there were a ton of people. Oh, my gosh. But oh, at the
1: art show? Yeah. Let's talk about that art show.
0: It was really cool.
1: It was very cool. It was for the entire um, Monongalia County and the— was it the teachers selected, or did they? I believe, yeah,
0: it was the art teachers
1: picked e for each grade, and they put them up for like an art, an art show. Yeah, which and it went on for I think for like three weeks, and then that was like the the closing ceremonies or whatever. Yeah, super crowded. Everybody and their brother was there with their families. One thing that suggestion that I think they should have had was like arrows on the floor, or like oh, people yeah. to direct traffic because like the one it was room. A little zoo-y. Well, you couldn't, like, walk in and do, like, a loop. It just was, like, funnel into the room. And then mob about. Mob about and then mob back out.
0: Yeah, like a bunch of amoebas blobbing around. But it was
1: very cool, and I love seeing... I know those kids put their hearts and souls into those projects, and so it's neat for them to be framed and hanging on the wall, and they can go show their grandmother. and Look, I made that.
0: Yeah, I love that. Our school, my daughter's school, is having a show this coming Tuesday, and you just see such pride when they get to Mm -hmm. show off their... Uh, their projects and their hard work and the things they've been telling you about mm-hmm. and and I give a lot of credit to I mean all of our teachers but I think just um, you know we know that s- obviously STEM science technology engineering and math are so critical but not all kids want to do that we need arts and it's so so important to give kids that o- art outlet mm-hmm. I was I don't consider myself to be an artist but I've taken a ton of art class like I took eight credits of art in college, which is weird to think about. I took it almost throughout high school as an elective. Mm. Um, I, w- I mean, if you work at it, you can actually be decent at it. So uh, it's, it's very, like, I don't know. It's very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kudos to art.
1: So to change gears, right now there is a meeting happening with Mub. Mub. That's Morgantown
0: Utility Board. Morgan,
1: you have to put like Morgantown no in quotes because it's like the greater right. MUBs everywhere. I mean, I'm in Cheat Lake and we have MUB. Gmub. It, the greater MUB. It just
0: rolls off the tongue. G-mub. Mm-hmm. What else could it be? G MUB. G kind of
1: cool. Well, that's what they do for MSHA. Oh the,
0: right. Mining Health and mm-hmm. Safety. Yeah.
1: They don't. It's not like MSHA. <laughs> they say the letter, so <laughs> MSHA. So G MUB. G MUB. G MUB. I love that we have MUB. Some people hate it, but. Uh, my HOA, we used to have our own septic or, uh, sewage treatment plant. Like we had a private treatment plant just for our HOA that we had to maintain and pay for. It was awful. Oh, that
0: must and be And then terrible. now we
1: have sewage. We pay for it, but no, I don't have to worry about it.
0: Yeah. And, and they our just-
1: HOA doesn't have to pay for it or worry about it. Right. So they have proposed plans to put in new lines through White Park.
0: So White Park is a park with fields Mm -hmm. and trails, an old reservoir. Mm -hmm. People go hiking, they go running, they go mountain mountain biking. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. totally fun. So why do we need this? Why is it for one of the pipeline? Is it for a big pipeline or is it for local municipal stuff?
1: No, I think it's for the big one. I, I don't know, like, a huge deal sure. about it. I know enough about it. But I know that there's exist- – what what the group that's trying to oppose it, they're worried about – there's a lot of old-growth timber there. Some of the trees are probably, like, 150 or 200 years old. And there – I think there is a way for them to use the ex- – so what the, the proposal is to build a new right-of-way for a pipeline. And they there's existing pipelines for water that they could be using that wouldn't impact – and have to have a new right-of-way developed. So that's what they're trying to do, is say if you have to do this, you should do it by using the existing right-of-way.
0: So wait, the existing one is through White Park, or it's not (laughs) through White Park? It's through White Park. Either way, White Park is cool, and we should all learn more about it. Um, So hopefully at the... Hearing today we'll get more details and learn what the impact on what white park could be. Is the idea that that I mean it sounds like anyway that some of the trails and infrastructure there could be impacted.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And I believe that the the pipeline, oh hello young people. The pipeline is for water to connect um, the that new reservoir that they're doing.
0: Oh okay. The backup we have more ooh. information.
1: And I know that there is existing... Uh, ooh.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's such a small picture. We're getting more details from our trusty listeners because they're the best. Whoa. Whoa. Share that. Okay. That is a big picture. Um, so it looks like um, we're still in the... Planning phases, the Department of Environmental Protection is going to evaluate soil contamination. Right. And oh, there's some contaminated soil.
1: The, the bottom one there is where they're what MUB is proposing, the blue one on the bottom there. We can oh, show this.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. This is something I don't know anything about, although I don't love the idea of our parks being also housed as mm-hmm. this get smaller. Now I've done it.
1: Push control, alt, delete. (laughs) Do something. Can you
0: do that with a Mac?
1: No. Um, You could just...
0: I figured it out.
1: Um, If you want to copy. Here, post it there.
0: Okay. Yes. A couple alternative routes, a few options. Um, But... The the good news is that this is still early on.
1: Yes. And one of the big... uh, One of the women that we know, who we know, is... A proponent of it made an interesting post that people are trying to say, well, this is that not in my backyard type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like we use water, we use gas, but don't put the pipeline in right. my backyard. And actually the route that one of the alternate routes is would be closer to her house. So she's saying, like, I, oh, I, I do funny. want it in my backyard. I don't want it to impact this these old growth trees through a, a wonderful park.
0: Oh, interesting. So it's an
1: interesting thing. Hopefully we can... You know, it is in the beginning stages. It would be nice to try to get some people rallied around it. I think a lot of people didn't know about this meeting today and 9 o'clock on a Friday. Let's face it, who can go? Right. A lot of people can't go. Because
0: everyone's listening to this. Right,
1: right. Um, I guess we could go. Yeah. We could go and, like, podcast from there. That would be fun. Yeah,
0: maybe next time.
1: But there are, um, we could post, there's email addresses to the city manager and uh, the people who are on the MUB board to try to convince them otherwise.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because you mentioned NIMBY, not in my backyard, and I feel like that is, like, White Park is everyone's backyard because anyone can use it, you know. So anyone, anyone. Wow. Anyone, imagine that
1: crazy idea. Yep.
0: So other fun things going on here in Morgantown, West Virginia. We had Um, an election. We did have an election, so it was a little depressing. The turnout. 8.7 8.7 percent, not a ton.
1: Which now the people who lost are all like, it's not a mandate. It's,
0: uh, right, we only but had 8.7
1: percent of the people who voted. You know what I have to say
0: to that? I, I mean, because I was thinking about this, because there were, um, you know, number of the, the seats were contested, but... Um,
1: well, it's loser talk. It's what we said about Trump in West Virginia well, when, we, when, right, when that election like, went. We're like... Well, he got sixty percent of thirty percent, so that's nothing. It's what you do when you lose.
0: I know. I mean you have to I mean if you want to win you have to organize. You have to knock on doors, you have to get your name out there. Right.
1: Well, a perfect example of that is um is Zach Cruz, who was a writing candidate uh, for Ryan Wallace's seat, the third third ward, and uh, got seven hundred and fifty votes to Win and the next one was like 300. Yeah, you know, he like doubled up and yeah. his name wasn't on the ballot. Like, it was people wild. Had, people had to go there and write his From name. Front page and... of the
0: news, historic election, right. first, first write in win.
1: And he did it by, I mean, he jumped into the race yeah. late.
0: But boots on the ground. They, you're right. He got out there. I saw him at the, speaking of the Handcrafted Cooperative, he was walking around that event and mm-hmm. introducing himself. He was canvassing. He was going to all sorts of events. I mean, if that's where like, I mean, I like the a lot of the people who won. I think that they worked hard, and they deserve it. And if you want to win, like, you have to try. You can't just, like, mm-hmm. put your name out there. Um, and, you know, I know that not everyone who lost is being a sore loser. Um, and, in fact, I haven't heard much sore loser talk, but I I did. don't mean
1: to say – I'm not sure yeah, they yeah. are, no, but no, that idea but that, like, turnout was low, so, yeah, like, who won yeah. isn't legitimate is – an argument that's being made. Right.
0: I mean, and I did find it surprising. Frankly, I, f- I found it surprising that some of the votes were so, yeah, like it was so heavily, mm-hmm. you know, that the people won by set the margins that they did. And I think it just does speak to the power of, um, you know, obviously incumbency, like when your name is known, people are more likely to vote for you. Um, and as an incumbent, your name is more well known. Um but also just the importance of getting out there and the importance of actually campaigning you can't um, and I know we all know because we you know we know Kendra Forche worked her butt off um, for the congressional race um, but you know sometimes it does work out mm-hmm. especially in local stuff, and especially when we know votes are turnouts going to be low.
1: for sure, so now we have two years, and the um, so now they're moving forward. Uh, one of the big things that the, was brought up a bunch, you know, we participated in a council forum and annexation's always on the the talking uh, points and people want to know, like, where where they stand. And
0: So annexation meaning that Morgantown will take, not... By force. Right.
1: Take by force. Parts
0: of the county, basically. It mm-hmm. will make parts of the county that are... Now, are they currently unincorporated or are they...
1: I think that's the status currently in unincorporated and
0: make them in the limits of morgantown yes and so there's some conversations on the table mm-hmm.
1: well they had that plan that went out for i don't know how long that took a year or something that they got back right before the election that i don't think has been made public or parts of it have been made public i'm not i've looked for it and haven't been able to find it but it made recommendations and what revenue and things like that could be generated from uh, so they're doing, they're, they, the talk is to do it by a minor boundary adjustment, which basically says they change the boundaries to more accurately reflect what the city should be and then present that plan to the county commission who has to approve it. That's but, the process. And just
0: like if you've never looked at, we'll try to post a map. If you've never looked at the border boundaries, mm-hmm. the borders of Morgantown, it is just the most insane boundaries you've ever mm-hmm. seen. I mean, it's funny because people think of, Morgantown, and, like, you think of Morgantown. You think of everything Mm -hmm. from the San Crist Town Center to over in um, Saberton to, obviously, along the Mon River, and it is not that. You have these weird little cutouts and this whole part over kind of behind the hospital that is not within the city. It is just, like, the most bizarre... So, like, when you talk about... um, more accurately reflecting the city, I mean, I don't feel like the boundaries really do feel pretty um, idiosyncratic right now, shall we say.
1: Well, and I think it's somewhat... A lot of these businesses are growing. Like, I was talking with someone yesterday that it's good that we have this growth, that we have businesses that want to grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people say, well, they're smart. They moved their business to the other side of this line So they don't have to pay taxes into the city and that makes them smart. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I I feel like if you're going to benefit from that, that, that's why you're putting it so close to the city. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. It's a complex issue. And I think that it's one that should be viewed with an open mind, because in our county we have a lot of good things. But I don't know if the people are all of us are benefiting from the good things that we have.
0: Right. There's this conversation...
1: Looking for a picture.
0: ...that we've had about, um, you know, Mm -hmm. Bow Park, for example, which is... Bow Park's a
1: perfect example. Yeah,
0: it's a Morgantown. It is funded by the taxpayers of Morgantown, but anyone in the county, well, anyone, period, can benefit, right? So, um, you know, that goes... You know, when you go to a public pool, you have to answer if you live in the county or the city, but I think they're just, like, collecting data. I don't even know if they use that. I've literally never seen anything about it. And it doesn't matter. Like, you all pay the same fee regardless of where you live. Mm -hmm. And you can send your kids to the camps for the same rate. You can take part in all Mm -hmm. the cool summer activities. And, you know, it's (laughs) just one. Sorry. False alarm. Uh, Not false alarm. Um, And it's just one.
1: Oh, damn it. I can't post a picture.
0: Oh. Why can't we post pictures? We can do it here. It's just one fee, right? So...
1: No, you can't do it here.
0: Um, So... um, Right, I live in the county. Yeah, so everyone can benefit, everyone can go.
1: When my son plays baseball at Boat Park, um, I'm basically using that for free. I mean, I'm paying... The fee for baseball,
0: but it's a flat fee. But it's the
1: same thing that right. somebody who lives in the city play, pays. That same thing. Right. I was in a conversation uh, two days ago with somebody. We were talking about boat park, and they're like, "Well, they don't do anything, and what all these whole things." And I'm like, "Hold on, we all like we live in Cheat Lake, and we're using that, but we're not paying for it. If there's a levy, then we would be paying something into it. But that levy failed. Right. So right. it doesn't seem that if you want to talk care about of the fields. Right.
0: Right. So if one of the, you know, rationales for annexation is that then you can, um, then there is a bigger tax mm-hmm. base, but then also those citizens will get the services of the city. So you will get things like trash, you will get recycling, um, you will, I mean, they people likely already get MUB. Um, you will, there is a permitting process, right? So you do all of a sudden fall into some of the, zoning requirements Mm -hmm. um and there are questions maintenance schedules and things like that as well
1: for sure and there are legitimate questions that need to be answered about this you have things like um if you're in one of the parts to be annexed and the rules say that you have to have a sidewalk right Mm -hmm. how much time do you have to comply with that like if, if they pass this if this gets presented the county commission says yes we approve this how much time do you have to have to put in a sidewalk? Nobody knows. So, like, there are there are legitimate questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's something to be said that people here don't want the government to take tell them what they should be doing. So I think the idea of doing it by a, a boundary adjustment is going to be the most difficult part.
0: And there are other ways to do it. You can have people who live there petition or vote.
1: Correct. They just did that for... Uh, what the over on Collins Ferry Road, right?
0: Oh, uh, well, that was the, yeah, so that was to get the new Suncrest Elementary School.
1: Right, but the landowners, who's, there's only one, right? Well, it right? was Board or, of Education. Own the oh, property?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, but it was, I thought there was one other landowner, like a private.
0: Yeah, okay, well,
1: either way, they went and said, we want to be incorporated. Mm-hmm. We want to be part of the city. So you could do that. You could draw any boundary, and within that boundary, get... plus one of people in that boundary to vote and say, we want to be part of the city. And then that's, that would be another way to do it.
0: Right. And then for the school in particular, they'll get sidewalks. Mm -hmm. So the kids can more easily access and walk to school. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's, there's rationale for those sorts of things. Um,
1: and zoning is another huge one. And I'm a County resident and there's no zoning. There are some planning districts. Um, and I think that there's been a disinformation campaign about zoning and people, when, when you have discussions with them and you talk about it, they're like, oh, I like that. But when you just say zoning, people are like, what? The government's going to tell me how high my grass has to be or what color I can paint my house. And I'm like, have you been in a neighborhood that has an (laughs) HOA? You give so much power to people who don't deserve power in their HOAs Uh, who who drive around and they're like, oh, I'm going to put a letter in your mailbox because your kid left his bike in the driveway. And if you do it again, we're going to give you a $25 fine.
0: Well, and HOAs are, I mean, I'm sorry, but HOAs are way worse.
1: That's what I'm saying. You're I'm right, on our HOA board. It's way worse.
0: Yeah, you have these little fiefdoms who that feel like they have power who when get, they don't. Who
1: get elected by, like, 12 people in right. their neighborhood. Right, right. But, like, behind where I live, there's houses in a big loop. And behind the one whole section is a nice cornfield owned by a local farmer who's a very nice older gentleman who's been here forever. And... You have the cornfield, and then behind it is this nice wooded area, and there's deer and squirrels and birds, and it's very calm, and they can sit on their back porch or their deck and have a cup of coffee and enjoy that nice view. If the farmer decides to sell that to somebody, their nice view could be turned into a concrete batch plant like they did off of Smithtown Road. Mm-hmm. We don't have any noise ordinances in the county. So you could have trucks in and out of there backing up beep, beep, beep and machinery going at one o'clock in the morning. It could be a pig farm. It could be a strip club. It could be a mega church. It could be literally anything. Mm -hmm. And then those people and people who live around there are going to go to our government and say, hey, wait a minute. We this can't be this. This is a residential area. And they're going to say that doesn't exist because we don't have zoning. Zoning protects you to keep using your property the way you want it to be used. And that's the message that has to get out there. Mm-hmm. And maybe we need to come up with a different word. So maybe people can help me frame this issue that it's not the word zoning because people don't like the word zoning. Um, that is that is something that I feel strongly about. And, um, you know, the, the one side will say, well, you can draw a boundary around it and, and make a planning district and then go and, and get that put zoning in that. Mm -hmm. That's not the way that it should work. I mean, the the government should exist to work and uh, provide services and protect people in their in their under that's under their authority.
0: And I have to say, I get because, you know, in where we live, like you'll cross from the city, to the county within, you know, all the time. And it is like driving in the Wild West, too. You have these out in Sheet Lake. There is all these um, various housing developments and the roads feel really narrow and they're kind of fast and the school's kind of in the middle of like a neighborhood which also feels weird i can't imagine living in that neighborhood so
1: right and we have the largest elementary school we have the third largest school in the county after the two high schools And we have growth. I love that we have growth. I think it's great. You you
0: keep having more developments out there because you can – because there's no zoning because people can keep building. Correct.
1: But there's no – the zoning part and there's also no bonding. So when all these people move in and they bring their kids with them and we have to build schools, who's building the schools? The Board of Education. Who pays that? They're going to come to us. They. (laughs)
0: <laughs> are going to come to us and say we need to pass about. a levy
1: because we have to build these schools and we have increased costs. So now they're passing that on to us because we let them just build and do whatever they want. And again, I'd like to qualify my statements. I think the problems that we have are a good problem. We don't have these mm-hmm. problems in other parts of the state. I mm-hmm. think it's good that we have people who want to invest in our, in our area and grow and, and bring economic development. But we need to do it in a way that benefits everyone and not just a very small group of people,
0: right? And and to be fair, there are other ways to fund to get school buildings and whatnot from funding from the state. But regardless, we do have some interesting, creative, alternative words for zoning mm-hmm. from some listeners. We have residential property protection. Ooh. We have safety, homeowner rights, mm-hmm. quality of life regulations. I can kind of like quality of life regulations.
1: Mm. Has the word regulation in it though.
0: Quality of life. You can't life.
1: use something that has the word regulation. Quality in of it.
0: life rights? That Job busting
1: regulations.
0: <laughs> Residential property? No, protection. no, I, it's
1: good. I, it, it's good. I honestly think that. So this goes back to that George Lakoff book with framing, right? We mm-hmm. can't just come up with a phrase, right? Right. Because unless you have the, the conversation and the backstory to make those phrases, it, it doesn't mean as much as it does. So when you hear our government uh, elected officials say things like burdensome regulations or whatever that means, like Hoppy Kerchival's thing today about how the schools, these charter schools can be free from these burdensome regulations. Like it means all these things. The backstory's all there. So it's like government overreach and all these things. But what they're really meaning is like accountability, which is something that we all want. But what Mm -hmm. they're saying is it makes it sound really bad because it's a burdensome regulation.
0: Well, and that whole we will have to have we'll definitely have more conversations as the special session for education um, Mm -hmm. comes up to to just provide some facts, not alternative facts.
1: Right. But I, I have found that I know like where I live, a lot of people are fairly conservative in their views. And I know the more people I talk with about this issue, the more that they are for, quote unquote, zoning. But if you, I guarantee if people, if a if a, a pollster just called them and said, "How do you feel about zoning?" They would say, "I think it's a bad idea." I, but after having conversations, they're like, "Oh, that sounds like a, a thing I would like." Go figure.
0: Yeah. Go figure. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thank. Sorry. Boom. I actually just. Got, we are on a commercial break. I just got an email that I have to be on a call in two minutes, so.
1: Oh, we have to make our money. Fun
0: times. Make your money. Yep. Thanks, so everybody. thanks for tuning in. Thanks in particular to our super listeners Jesse and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, I we love it when listeners engage on our live stream and we can um, have like conversations mm-hmm. and be frankly enlightened because we all have uh, you know we come in with an outline and and some mm-hmm. thoughts, but uh, it's way more fun when people. Um,
1: for sure, and we engage. will be following this MUB uh, issue going through White Park and see yeah. what comes out of the we'll meeting th- and what's and going
0: on. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what is our saying now? Have Have a a good good
1: life. life. Sounds like we're going to jump off a bridge. Have (laughs) a good life.
0: The new Activist on the Block is recorded at the WVU Innovation Center.
1: The views expressed in this podcast do not represent the views of this center or West Virginia University.
0: Thanks to Lauren Anderson on accordion and Riley McNamara for mixing the podcast. (laughs) ¶¶